everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And I am super excited today. As always, it is Sunday, July 21st. My daughter just turned 30 this week, so I'm super excited for her. Uh, she is my baby, so that's like, whoo. <laughs> I will be 52 in September, so it's a, it's just really cool to see my kids become uh, beautiful young adults and grow in their life and raising kids of their own. And you know, it's it's time for some me time. I get to take care of me. Gigi is having the Gigi life, mom life, single life, you know, all of the above, whatever that looks like. Today, I wanted to talk about choices and decisions. I recently posted a question on my Facebook page which word did people use most choices or decisions and then i reworded the question for my stories and ask which word gives them the most anxiety when they think about it and i and i kind of already knew the answer to that question i i know that the word decision tends to be a huge trigger word for most people like huge you tell them they have to make a decision they break out in cold sweats and they're like well i have to think about it i they, like they they don't even want to acknowledge that it's you generally it's just a yes or a no to make a decision about something i tend to look at both words as using them interchangeably. I can use the word decision or choice. So most people from the way I got my answers back on Facebook was they would look at the word choice as in an abundance of things to look at and they get to choose which one they want. And I also look at, I myself look at it as like going to a restaurant and you get to choose what you want on the menu. But it's also the same thing as deciding what restaurants you want to go to, deciding whether you want steak or hamburgers or whether you want a salad with chicken on it or you want to go get some pho. Like all of those things to me are choices and or decisions. People in general tend to look at decisions as life changing and they can be. And I'm not going to say that they're not, but choices too if you don't like the word decisions, to me, you can interchangeably use that word. Well, let's make a choice. Which direction are we going to go? If the word decision freaks you out, that should be super simple. Like, let me use the word choice and we can figure it out. I, I really am intrigued <laughs> by these two words because like I said, I use them interchangeably. If you've listened to my podcast for a while, you hear me say there's power in decision because there is. Now, decisions especially when it comes to like relationships or the ending of relationship, that's definitely a decision. You know, you can call it a choice decision, whatever, whichever word feels better to you, that is great. But for me, the last serious relationship I was with, it had really become, I want to say toxic, but it was, it was toxic in a way. And I, I needed to set myself free from that. And it had been a lot, we had been together on and off for 10 years and together for the last five. Well, since, oh, longer than that, six, last six. So it was, it was definitely a, a heart-wrenching decision that I've been going back and forth with for a while. And so it, it was something that I needed to do for me. And so that decision, not the decision to do it, I think it was more the decision when to do it. I knew that it was going to happen. I was trying to 
plan it in my head. When was the best time to do it? Other than just, you know, cutting the damn umbilical cord and saying, you know what? Screw it. This isn't going to work out. You've been, it it was a one-sided relationship. I wanted it to work. He would do just enough to keep me holding on. And it was, you know, I had to walk my talk, man. Like I cannot be coaching folks on relationship stuff and when to stay in a relationship and when to walk away if I'm not willing to walk my talk and do exactly what I tell my clients to do. It's just really simple. I had to own my shit when it came to that. And you hear me say all the time, like when it comes to being a victim or not, you get to choose who you become after trauma. You can choose to play a victim. You can choose to stay in that saddened or that mediocrity kind of lifestyle and play the poor pitiful me, but the world don't owe you nothing. And I can say that in, in, in full effect because I was a victim for a really long time. And I had to own my shit. I had to say, like, this is not okay. My life is not going to get any better unless I decide I choose to make my life better. Nobody can make my life better for me. I have to do that. And so whether I use the word choose to be a victim or choose to be free or decide to be a victim or decide to be free, I can use those words interchangeably and I don't have any anxiety about either one of them. So... Before we dive any deeper into this, because I'm going to hit a whole bunch of topics today, but that's the main one is choices and decisions. And and we're going to see how they relate to different areas of your life. And then I've got some other awesome news that I want to share with you guys at the end of the show. So don't stay to the end so you can hear all the awesome stuff that I've got going on and that I'm going to be able to share with you guys. We will be right back with Choices versus Decisions. Hey everybody, this is Coach Kelly Tamey. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wonder, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android. And I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code Life Awakening. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed my sponsor messages for this week. They are the bomb.com and I appreciate them so much. And I appreciate you more than you know, because you keep shit. <laughs> you keep showing up each and every week just to listen to me. Yeah, guys, you know, we've got over 6,000 downloads for my podcast. Holy cow. I am so excited. I am so grateful and thankful to each and every one of you. So let's pick back up where we left off. We're talking about choices and decisions. And I said, you know, in in the first part that 
I tend to use those words interchangeably. And if you go back and you listen to any of my podcasts, you know, I say all the time, like there's power in a decision. You know, you get to choose where you go. You get to choose who you become. You get to choose what food you want off of the menu. You get to choose who it is that you want to date. You get to choose what city it is that you live in. You can turn around and, and say, okay, you are you going to decide? I think it's, I think it's more about how you word it as to whether or not the word decision becomes a trigger word for you. Or if you have been in this space of stress, whether that space of stress with your relationship, space of stress with your job, space of stress with your children, space of stress with just life, whatever that looks like. So if you have this bundle of stress, bundle of nerves, you've been fighting with anxiety, maybe fighting with depression, maybe you feel stuck in your and you have a lot of indecision in your life because you don't want to make the wrong decision because maybe you've made wrong decisions in your life and you know how those turned out. So now you're kind of, you know, once bitten, twice shy, gun shy about making another decision because you don't want it to end up wrong. Okay, so let me throw another scenario out here to you. I asked another question on my Facebook and you guys are welcome to follow me on Facebook. Uh, it you just search the hashtag Cali Tammy. I'll pop right up on my Instagram and Facebook both. You know, I'm, I'm started asking a lot of questions and just getting feedback. And most of it is for, you know, intel for my podcast. But I ask another question. If you could go back and you could tell your 15 year old self something that would have made your life better or made their life better growing up to get you to where you are now or make your life better now, what would that be? And I got an array of, of responses to that. It was like really huge responses. It was great. And... One of the people on there said, I would tell my 15 year old self that he wasn't worth it. And now this is somebody that I know personally. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, I said, LOL. Okay, so now I want to challenge you on this for a second. You say he wasn't worth it, but is there, can you look at that relationship and that person and honestly say that you learned nothing? that you got nothing out of that relationship whatsoever that was beneficial. And when she came back, she wrote a whole freaking paragraph about all of the lessons that she learned from that. So it wasn't that he wasn't worth it because at the very end, she explained what it was that she meant. It's not worth going back to an ex because they've already, they, all she said was, it's not worth, it's not ever worth going back to your ex. That was what we were trying to get to, but I had to get her to see that the choice that she made to date this person, she learned a lot. She grew as a person and it made her a better person, a better wife, a better mom, you know, all of those things. But the decision to not go back or the choice to not go back because he was, wasn't worth it. Now, I didn't ask any details and I'm just making an assumption that because she said to say that he isn't worth it. She probably went back to an ex. He probably convinced her that he had changed or things were going to be better or whatever. So typically, I'm not going to say always, I'm going to say typically when you break up with somebody, especially if there's been bad behavior or they treated you in some kind of way, narcissistic, verbal abuse, phys physical abuse, emotional abuse, cheating, like I said, all, all of the things that, that we 
we run across when we break up with somebody. Sometimes it's just straight incompatibility. Like you just outgrow each other and there's no, there's no harm or no foul in that. It's just, you know, one of you grew and one of you didn't, or both of you grew and you grew in different directions. And there's a potential in that scenario where both of you grew and just grew in different directions that your paths could cross at a later time and it's a better time for you to be together. That's a possibility. But in the other scenarios, they've pretty much already taught you how they're going to treat you. You going back tells them that you're okay with them treating you that way. So in her specific scenario, her telling her 15 year old self, it's not worth going back to your ex would have saved her some heartache along the way. And so that's the win that she gets out of that. But I wanted her to see all of the wonderful things that she learned from that experience, which was awesome. And then there was another one that somebody had responded on there. She wishes she had gone into the Air Force out of high school, like what she wanted to do. And, you know, so I kind of quizzed her. And this is somebody that I graduated high school with. So I'm pretty close with her. Like, I, you know, when I left Atlanta and moved to California, she came to my going away party in Birmingham. She bought one of my autographed books. We talk quite often on Facebook. And I didn't know that she wanted to go into the Air Force out of high school. But her grandmother had forbidden it. And I was like, well, it's not your grandmother's decision as to what you do. And I'm, like, I'm going to twist a whole bunch of brains in a knot right now because I, I'm going to challenge some beliefs. I'm going to challenge some cultural things. I'm going to challenge some traditions at this point. And I've said this in previous podcasts, I get in one of my car chronicles <laughs> when I had got done off of my hike. So, all right. So if this is your first podcast or second podcast listening to me and you haven't gone back and listened to too many of my, my other, um, my other podcasts yet, look up my car chronicles. I think there's two of them. I want to say it's the second car chronicle. I I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't remember which one it was, but um, I went the fuck off because I had I had just climbed the mountain. I didn't make it to my destination because there was snow, yada yada, whatever. I was sitting at the bar down at the down at the hotel. We were eating, and you know, like everybody does, you just have this conversation sitting at the bar. And there's this group of kids. They were touring colleges together. And so we were having the conversation. So I was trying to get my book cover photo and yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that. And so we get into this, you know, really in-depth conversation because I'd share the title of my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. And so one of them wanted to sell commercial real estate. And I was like, okay, so why are you going to college? He was like, well, you need a bachelor's degree in order to do that. And I was like, okay, so go ahead and get your real estate license. He was like, but I want to sell commercial real estate. So his vision had gotten so narrow that he couldn't see the forest for the trees. If you get your real, and this is what I told him, like, if you get your real estate license now, you can be selling residential homes, correct? Yes. You can be paying off whatever student loans that you accumulate while you're getting your bachelor's degree so that you can sell commercial real estate. You can be stacking cash and be debt-free, quite possibly, by the time you get out of college. How awesome would that be? 
Now, if your parents are paying the, the bill for your college, then it doesn't matter. But how awesome would it be for you to be stacking cash while you're in school? And when you start the commercial real estate, you have money to invest in whatever it is that you want to invest in. He was like, I had not thought about it that way. And then I was like, and you know, it's like, nobody says that you have to go to school. He was like, well, I don't want to let my parents down. Your parents don't get a decision in who you become. You have to live your life. They don't get to decide where you go once you get out of their house. I understand that it's culturally a thing. I understand that it's everybody wants to make their parents proud. Everybody wants to make sure that they don't let their parents down. He loved his parents very, very much. And I get that. But when he gets out of college, he has to live his life. He has to live his life in a way that makes him happy, not live his life in a way that makes his parents happy. Because if you're living your life to make somebody else happy, then you're not happy. Your happiness is your decision. Happiness is a decision. It's a choice. It's not a destination. So trying to do something that's going to make your parents happy that does not make you happy is an ultimate fail because eventually you're going to resent your parents for making you do something when in actuality they didn't make you do shit. You made a choice. You made a decision to say, hey, my parents said I should do this. They're paying my college tuition, so I feel obligated to do that. When, quite simply, it's a conversation with your parents. Say, hey, I know that you are the best parents on the face of the planet. I love you with all of my heart. I appreciate everything it is that you have done for me from birth all the way up to now. And all the things that you, you'll do for me from here forward that I am even unaware of at this point in time. I know that you would love it if I went into this line of work because that's what you do dad or that's what you do mom or you think this is a great fit for me. But quite honestly, when I think about that, it does not make me happy. I'm not excited about it. And I don't think that this is something that, is, that I'm going to do forever. And I really don't want to waste my tuition money on something that is not going to make me happy. And if I know my parents like I think I do, and I think you love me as much as you do, then I know in your heart of hearts, you don't want me going to college for something that I care absolutely nothing about. Something that is not going to make me happy. I honestly believe with everything within me that you want me to be happy in whatever career choice it is that I make. How awesome is it to have that conversation with your parents so that you can be free from guilt, free from hurt, free from living a life of 20 years of doing something you absolutely fucking hate to do. Like, that doesn't make sense. Do you know how many kids go to college and they get out of college and they don't even get a job in the field that they went to college for? Or they go to college and they drop out because what they're going to college for sucks so bad and they realize that they hate it, but they have no idea what it is that they want to do because they never took the time to explore it. They were too busy just listening to what everybody else had to say and said, oh, you would be great at that. But they never ask you what made you happy. They never ask you what you wanted to do. 
whenever we do anything, good, bad, or indifferent, if we do something, if we make a decision or we make a choice to say yes to X, Y, or Z, that choice or decision takes us down a path that we didn't like. The tendency is to blame that situation or blame the person that brought up that situation or blame the person that was connected to that situation for whatever happened. When in all actuality, that person may have contributed, but at the end of the day, in that moment that you said yes, you may, you were doing exactly what it was you wanted to do in that moment that you said yes. You were doing exactly what you wanted to do in that moment that you said yes. Nobody twisted your arm. Nobody put a gun to your head. Nobody said, do this or you're going to die today. That's just the truth. So blaming somebody for a choice or a decision that you made is bullshit. You have to take ownership of your choices. You have to take ownership of your decisions. You have to take ownership of your life. You have to start thinking better thoughts. You have to start figuring out what it is that you like and love about life. What is it that you want to do for the rest of your life? Do you even know? So my dear friend, Vanna, and let me, so before I get to Vanna, so I like that whole conversation that I had with him is in the car chronicles. And you guys, like, I'm telling you, I just, I snapped. I was like, if there's kids in the car, hit pause now. <laughs> like that was in like the first 45 seconds of the podcast. Like hit pause now because I'm fired up and like, this is just, it's going to be what it is going to be. But yeah, go, go check out the car chronicles. Listen to that. I would love to hear your feedback on that podcast or any of them, uh, quite honestly. So if you're listening on iHeartRadio, leave a comment. I can leave a comment back. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a comment. I can leave a comment back or just like I said, search hashtag Callie Tammy, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. I, I would love to hear what you guys have to say or what you think about this topic or any of the other ones that I, I post up. So now let's get back to choices and decisions. So my friend Vanna, uh, we were talking about this before I posted that question on Facebook. And so she was kind of curious too. Now she, she is somebody that leans toward decisions as being more important. She doesn't have any anxiety about making decisions. She believes like I do, like there's power in decision. I also believe that there's power in your choices because you get to choose who you become. You get to choose where your path leads you in life. Nobody else gets to do that for you. Nobody else gets to create your life but you. And so she started doing some research <laughs> and she sends me a link to a blog by author John Mertz. And I will put the link to this blog in my show notes in case you guys want to go look it up. So he said, is there a battle between decisions? Is there a battle decisions versus choices? The line between what constitutes a decision versus a choice may be slight. Let's look at the definitions in dictionary.com. So decision, the definition says the act of or need for making up one's mind. The definition for choice is the right power or opportunity to choose. So now that just goes back to everything that I just said. When people think about decisions, they think about things that 
are important. I have to make a decision about a job. I have to make a decision about where I want to live. If I want to relocate, I have to make a decision. Do I want to date this person or break up with this person? Uh, I have to make a decision what school that I go to or do I go to school at all? Uh, do I make a decision to take this promotion or go to another job? Like All of those things are, would be considered decisions, okay? Then he comes up with decision. It's more of a process orientation, a process orientation, meaning we are going through analysis and steps to eliminate or cut off options. With choice, it's more of a mindset approach, meaning we have a perception of what the right or wrong choice may be. Does this all matter? He believes that it does. So there is a distinction between the two. So he says, we can easily set up processes and able to best enable the best decisions possible. The decision can range in scope from being low impact to high impact, and we can build in checks and balances along the way in reaching a decision. It can be a thoughtful, thorough approach. With choices, we face opportunities, large and small, to select or choose an option. Although we may put thought into the larger choices we make, the smaller ones may be more instinctively made. We make choices based on our values, beliefs, and perceptions of where a selected one may take place. One of life's responsibilities is centered herein that we need to spend time building our choices, our choice senses and systems. So he said here, I'm going to scroll down just a little bit. He said, here's the kicker. We may make decisions during the day, week, or month, but how many life or leadership choices do we really make? We can go through our life making decisions on where to live, work, or play, but do we make the choice of how to best live or lead? We should, make, we should take the time to, make, to be more proactive with our choices in setting a life and leadership direction. And I wholeheartedly agree with that, by the way. And then he goes on to say, we can spend our lifetime making all sorts of decisions, yet we spend little, if any time, making distinctive life choices. I believe we may need to focus more on making choices rather than making decisions. We may need to make real and necessary choices on how to lead our life in the most purposeful way possible. So he said a lot right there, like a lot. <laughs> how many of you, by show of hands, <laughs> Think about the choices you make with your leadership. How many of you think about the choices in depth that you're making about how to lead your family, how to lead in school, how to live your life? What are your values? What are your beliefs? What are your belief structures? And you know, you hear me say this in all my podcasts now, your beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. So your beliefs can easily be changed. Values are tend to be something that we're grounded in. Like, are you a Christian? You have a, a, a you're faith based, you're more spiritual, whatever that looks like. So, you know, there's, there's a difference between values and beliefs. So make sure you know what your values are versus what your beliefs are. If you have a belief that doesn't feel good to you. That's probably a thought. It turned, it was a negative thought that turned into a belief because you kept thinking it and you can change that at any given point in time. I'm very big on leadership. When I went to Norway for our leadership retreat with my life coaching company, we did a TEDx style talk where each of us got up and had 10 minutes on the clock 
and we had to do a presentation about whatever topic it is that we wanted to talk about. And I did one on leadership since that's why we were there, you know, and I said, there's four things that all leaders must do. And that was my topic. And I know that I smashed that topic because I, I was the first one up and everybody that came along behind me referenced something in my topic, in my speech, in theirs. And it was huge. So that's how I know that public speaking is my is another one of my sweet spots. I love to be on stage. I love to be inspiring people and impacting them in a greater way and and all of that kind of good stuff. That's also why I do the podcast. I love to talk, if you can't tell. You know, what what what's your trigger word, guys? Like are are you triggered by decisions? Because if that if that word triggers you or the thought of making a decision triggers you, then there's something deeper there and we need to figure out what that is. Until we figure out what that is, then soften it by saying, I'm going to make a choice. That should make that easier for you and make that whole process a little simpler. But you have to realize that every single day that we wake up, we are faced with thousands, ultimately, thousands of decisions and choices each and every day. We as females, as women, we choose whether we're going to wear makeup to work or not. We choose whether our hair is going to be up or down. We choose whether our hair is going to be straight or curly. We choose whether we're going to wear a hat or not. We choose whether we're going to wear a dress or pants. We're going to choose whether we're going to wear heels or, or flats or open toe sandals or whatever that looks like. Are we going to wear earrings? Are we going to be, you know, wearing all of our jewelry today? What kind of perfume are you going to wear? What kind of skincare products do you use? What kind of hair care products do you use? Like all of those are choices that we make every single day. They're decisions. Do you like Starbucks or do you like badass coffee? It's a choice. It's a preference. It's a decision. Do you prefer to work at home or do you prefer to go into the office? Do you want to run your own business or do you want to work for somebody else? Do you want to be the CEO of a company or do you want to be the CEO of your company? Quite honestly, you're the CEO of you. You're the CEO of your family. You make a lot of decisions each and every day, but you probably wouldn't classify them as decisions because they're second nature. Everything you do is a decision. Everything that you do is a choice. Like I said, I use them interchangeably. And I, I would say I probably, I don't know, man. I, 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 quite honestly, I'm, I'm really torn between which one I think I put more weight on. There's a book that absolutely changed my life. And I use this book as the foundation for creating a new online course that I'm putting together, uh, along with all the other tools that I've learned as a life coach and a personal trainer and just my experience with life in general. But Andy Andrews wrote a book called The Traveler's Gift and Mastering the Seven Decisions. That book smacked me in the face because they it was about taking responsibility for my life. And in the place that I was at coming out of my depression, I was not taking responsibility for my life. I had to make a decision to say enough is enough. I had to make a decision that say I was sick and tired of where I was at in my life. When I found this book or when, when this book was recommended to me by my son, I didn't find it. It found me. When, that, when I started reading this book, I had already become a personal trainer. I had gotten back in church. I had rededicated my life, got rebaptized. I was with a mentor at church. I was learning more about the Bible, uh, learning how to pray. I, there was another book by Doug Sheets. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Oh, Authority and Prayer by Doug Sheets. 
because I really felt like I didn't know how to pray. I thought that the way that I prayed was wrong when in actuality, there is no wrong way to pray so long as you do. I used to think that meditation was like all woo woo and weird and it's not. Like people say, well, I can't hear God. Of course you can't hear God because you can't silence your monkey mind long enough to hear God. It says all the way through the Bible, God speaks in a still quiet voice. Well, I've said this in the majority of my podcast, we have over 60,000 thoughts that run through our head on any given day. 60,000 thoughts. You know that if you are on the negative side of life, 75% of those thoughts for the average person are negative. That's three quarters of the thoughts that run through your mind are negative. Of those 60,000 thoughts, 95% of them are repetitive, but 75% of them are negative. So if you do the math, 75% of 60,000 is 45,000 negative ass thoughts running through your head. That means that your mind at any given moment in time is an angry ass ocean. So do the math. If your mind is an angry ass, angry ass ocean and it's spinning out of control, and the voices are really loud. And I know what that feels like because I've been in a depression so heavy that the voices in my head drowned out my own thoughts. That angry ass ocean, if God speaks in a still quiet voice, how do you expect to hear him unless you learn how to meditate and teach your mind how to be quiet? I had to learn how to make better choices. I had to learn how to make better decisions. I had to learn that those are one and the same. I had to learn how to lead myself into a better life. I had to figure out how I wanted to live my life going forward. I knew I didn't want to go backwards. I knew where I was was better than where I had started two years prior, but I knew I felt the shadows. I felt the darkness and it was still too close for comfort for me. I needed to have some peace. I needed to have some space between me and the shadows. And in order to do that, I had to teach me how to be a better me. I had to make a choice or make the decision to say, okay, I have to change some of my habits. I talked about this last week. Your, your habitual thoughts will get you habitual habits. I mean, habitual results. There we go. Your habitual thoughts will get you habitual results. So if you're constantly thinking negative ass thoughts and being angry all the time, what kind of results is that going to get you? You are where you are because of how you think. If you continuously believe that the world is bad, the law of attraction being the equal opportunity employer that it is, it will give you circumstances, situations, and things to show you that the world is bad. What you put out comes back to you. You are a magnet for everything that comes out of your, out of your thoughts, out of your emotions, out of your mouth. Now, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw in out of your mouth, although it's the emotions that are tied to your thoughts and words that bring that stuff back to you. Yeah. You hear it all the time. What you put out comes back. That's 100% true. So if you put out, if you treat people good, people are going to treat you good. If you treat people bad, people are going to treat you bad. If you want to know where, what, what your karma is doing, people, people will say, and I've heard this. And so it's funny. I just want to throw this out there. People will say they don't believe in the law of attraction. And then you ask them if they believe in karma. They was like, oh, hell yeah. Well, what do you think karma is? Karma is the law of attraction. 
what you do to other people comes back to you. That's, that's what karma is, correct? So Deepak Chopra wrote a book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, and one whole chapter is dedicated to karma. One whole chapter in this book is dedicated to karma. So you have to decide, you have to choose where it is that you go. You have to choose where you want to go in your life. You have to decide whether staying where you are is okay or if you want something better. I mean, if you're okay with the status quo and staying where you're at, then by all means, like this is probably not the podcast for you because I'm going to challenge you to be a better you. I'm going to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone. I'm going to challenge you and show you that you deserve so much more than you're allowing yourself to live. Whether that's financially, spiritually, emotionally, professionally, socially, all of those things. Physically, your health and wellness, all of those things are affected by your choices and your decisions. They're affected by how you live your life right now, how you perceive the world to be, how you perceive you to be in the world. Do you think that if you make more money that you're taking it away from somebody else? Do you love money or do you hate money? A lot of people, when I ask them that question, they think that they love money, but yet they talk about, <laughs> so I'm going to call some, I, I, I can't call any specific names, but I, when I have this discussion with people, they say, oh no, I love money. But you talk negatively about money and your finances all the time. You talk about the negative things that money is not bringing to you. So if you really loved money, you would talk about the abundance of it and all the wonderful things that you've been able to do with it and how it flows to you easily and effortlessly. And I understand if it's not flowing to you easily and effortlessly right this very minute, it can be difficult to say, hey, I love how money flows to me easily and effortlessly. But if you focus on it, we'll get, I'm going to go off on a tangent if I do this. If you focus on what is, which technically is past tense, if you focus on what is, that's past tense then you're going to attract more of what is. Most 98.9% of the population does not write down their goals or what they wanna do with their life. How much money that they wanna make, where they wanna live, where they wanna be spiritually, where they wanna be emotionally, where they wanna be with their family, where they wanna be with their friends, where they wanna be with their job. Do they want a promotion? Do they wanna stay at that job? Do they wanna run their own business? Do they wanna start a nonprofit? They have no idea. They just kind of let life maneuver them around however they want to. And they take whatever life throws at them. That's what choices and decisions will do. It will help you take back control of your life and let you decide how life treats you. Nobody else gets to choose that but you. Not making a decision, not making a choice is making a decision and making a choice. Not making a decision is making a decision. That is a huge statement and I need you to get it not making a decision because you're afraid to make a decision or you're, yeah, I, I, that's really the only way to put it. Not making a decision because you're afraid to make a decision is making a decision. You just let fear run your life. The only true fear is imminent danger. The only true fear is imminent danger. You may feel uncomfortable with a new situation because it's new. Think about when you were a kid and your parents moved and you had to start a new school felt uncomfortable. But after the first couple of classes, everything was fine. You made new friends and everything was great. What if you treated the rest of your life like that? This is going to be uncomfortable for a couple of hours, 
maybe only just a few minutes, maybe even a week. But I know if I stay the course, everything's going to work itself out. I'll get comfortable in a minute. This is just new. Sometimes new things can be exciting, but we tend to lean into the fear of new things because that's our comfort zone. That's where we've been living for so long. That's what we lean into. I would challenge you to stop saying I'm afraid and use the word I'm excited. I'm serious. Next, next thing that, you, that comes up for you that makes you feel a little anxious or a little fearful, say, you know what? I'm not afraid. I'm not even anxious. I'm excited because I want to see where this goes. I know. I don't know how I know, but I know somehow, some kind of way, this is going to be awesome. And literally, when I tell you this, that is how I was able to change my life so dramatically, so quickly, once I started diving into personal development and learning how to teach me how to be a better me on a regular basis. Like, I have probably 20 books, <laughs> easily, 15, 20 books sitting across my dressers. I got two dressers sitting across my dressers, sitting in my floor, sitting on my nightstand and not including what, and these are not my books <laughs> that I wrote. I'm talking about books for me to read. And today I just bought two new journals. One of the journals, and I, and I talked about this with Vanna. I, and I think I've talked about this on my podcast as well. Um, when I was going through my depression and coming out of my depression, I was a big journaler. And it, there are certain times in my life where I've been real consistent with journaling and other times not so much. And I do have a lot going on in my life right now, like a lot. And, you know, between doing the audiobook, doing the audible version of my book, working on my, my new online course, working part-time at the gym, doing promotions and, and book sales and book signings and all that kind of stuff for my book, writing the new book, all of those things are in the union that I'm single, I'm in the dating world. So all of those things are tied in together, which I get a lot done on, on any given day. And, you know, and then I read regularly. Like every day I try to read a couple of pages of something, something positive. I write in my gratitude journal and I have several journals. I have like a gratitude journal. I have like uh, composition notebooks that I just write down either to-do lists or sometimes I, I write down, okay, I want to I want to add this to my, to my goal list. I've got two whiteboards, one big one, one, one small one. My big one's up on the wall. The other one, I write down kind of like a, a weekly thing so I can write down my stuff and say, okay, I need to get this done today. And I can, I'm real good about checking those things off when I put them on there. And then I even have a, a, a vision board. So like I, I have all of these tools, but you know, when I was journaling regularly, what I would do, which I felt like was a great practice and it helped me sleep great at night and wish I'd sleep good now, but I, I know that it here lately, it takes a minute for me to get my mind to quiet down enough for me to go straight to sleep. So I wanted to start journaling before I go to bed again, so I can get all of my thoughts for the day out and then finish it with some gratitude. And so I went to, in case you guys didn't know, this is probably a really kept, uh, a, a really good kept secret, but Ross, the dress for less place, they have like really great deals on clothes and shoes. And, you know, you can find some really great deals in there. But if you go back to the home goods section, they have a place for journals and books and like sketch pads and stuff. And so you can get leather bound journals for under $5. And like this one that I got, it's 
beige and it's got a feather on it, like a feather pen. And then it says, write with your heart. And I felt like I felt that when I read that. And the flap has a little snap on it so you can close it and p close the snap on it. And so I, I really, I really like that. And it's, um, cause I do write with my heart. When I wrote my book, Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now. I write like I talk and I, I really spoke from my heart. I was very transparent all the way through the book. So if you guys haven't gone back and listened to my, um, seven day podcast blast, the, the bonus episodes, uh, I read three chapters of my book in those. So if you want to check that out and uh, let that help you make a decision as to whether or not you want to buy my book, uh, I would appreciate it if you just go listen to those and let me know what you think. Uh, got five star reviews all the way across the board so far, which has been totally awesome. So I bought this journal. Like I said, it's a leather bound journal. It's probably got mm, a couple hundred pages in it, uh, but it says right with your heart on the front of it. And I, and I really like it. It was $4.99 at Ross. And then the, the other one that I got which is actually a hardcover spiral book. It's a it's a sketchbook and it's it's big. It looks like a like a regular size notebook. I don't know what size that is. It doesn't does it say on here what it is? Yeah, it doesn't say the size on there, but it's regularly ten dollars and I got it for five ninety nine. And on the front of it it said sketch your dreams. And I really, really liked that. It like it, it was like singing to me when I picked it up and I was like, oh, I got to have that. And, you know, I, I started to just get that and not get the other one. And I was like, I don't write inside the lines anyway, so this would be great. And then I was like, oh, that's a Facebook post. So I'm going to make a Facebook and or Instagram post about that later. But I got, I ended up getting both. And so, you know, the sketch your dreams was $5.99 and the, the write with your heart was $4.99. So if you guys are looking for a good journal or a sketch pad to, you know, Start writing down your goals. Start writing down your dreams. Start writing down your heart's desire. Start writing down the negative shit to get it out of your head so you can rest at night and finish it with something positive. Even if the something positive is, I'm glad I got that all out of my head and I feel better now. Sometimes when I was journaling, that's all I could do. But the decision to, to write that and get it out of my head, and when I, and, you know, let me preface this. If you're having issues with, depression or depression style thoughts and you've been struggling with that for a while if you're going to journal to get the negativity out of your head let me make sure that you understand when you write down those negative thoughts do not go back and read them do not go back and read those negative thoughts turn the page there is power in turning that page and never because you're getting it out you don't want to replant those seeds you just got it all out of you. And that's what felt good is that you got it out. So leave it out, leave it done, be done with it and move on to the next thing. And then just, you know, close it. Don't go back and read it. If you want to use the sketch pads or, or a three ring binder or a spiral notebook or whatever. When you have those negative thoughts, write it in that, rip it out and then go burn it. And when you burn it, say, you know what? These things have bothered me before, but now it's time to set you free and set me free too. And I'm letting you go forever, never to be bothered again. You set it on fire, take a deep breath, let it out, watch it burn, and make sure you put it out. <laughs> make sure it's all burned up so you can't read it. Pour some water on it. We don't need to be setting any, any, any forest on fire or whatever. You know, it's getting that season. Here in Cali, we have fire season. But really, that, that's it, guys. Like I, I, I wanted you to really think about your choices and decisions. Do you use those words interchangeably or do you put more weight on one than you do the other? 
I will tell you when you get to a place of freedom, when you get to a place where you are totally comfort, comfortable in your own skin and you're enjoying life and whatever life brings to you, because nothing's happening to you. Everything is happening for you. Everything is happening for you. You repeat that. Everything is happening for you. Nothing is happening to you. If you can, if you can just step outside the situation for a second and look for the lesson in the thing that you're going through, you will start changing your life dramatically and quickly and easily, and it will feel almost effortless. I promise you that if you will take the time to look at the situation differently and find the win, find the lesson, you will change your life. I had to start flipping things when I was coming out of my depression. Well, you know what? So when I, when I totaled my second car in six months, I had to take the bus every day for a year to get to and from work. When I totaled that second car, like literally the car, all, all four corners was crunched, but the inside of the car was a perfect bubble. I, I, I hit the center wall, three cars and a guardrail and over, almost went over the embankment and the airbags never deployed. My words when I saw that car was, you know what? I may have told him my car, but I got my life and I'm basically uninjured. I had a mild concussion, a little bit of whiplash and a small little cut on my knee. I said, you know what? I made a, may have totaled this car and I may, but I have great public transportation. I was living in Atlanta. I have great public transportation to get me to and from work. You know what? I might have to walk two and a half miles one way to get to the bus stop every day, but at least I got a way to work and my ass will look fabulous from walking up and down all these hills every day. And it did, by the way. <laughs> you know, if you can take those situations that feel hard or feel tough or feel unfair or feel harsh and you can flip them in that moment and find the win in them, I promise you beyond a shadow of a doubt, you will start seeing your life change dramatically and quickly. What you put out comes back. What you focus on grows. If you focus on the win in the hard situation or the difficult situation or the challenging situation, the universe, God's source, higher power will deliver you more situations, circumstances, and things to show you that the win is always the thing to focus on. You will get more things to appreciate. You will get more things to find the win in. How many, how many of you want to win more? Simple, simple, logical mechanics, actually. I was trying to think of the word that needed to go with that. That's why I hesitated. But that's it, guys. Like, you know, we, we, there's power in decision, and you get to choose. If you want to say there's power in choices, you can say that. Either way, what you choose to do or what you decide to do, you have 100% power over your life at all times. There is no insertion. Nobody can make you do anything that you don't want to do. That's it. Nobody can make you do anything that you don't want to do. Every day you're making decisions. Every day you're making decisions. But because they're not life altering, you don't think about them as decisions. Every day you're making choices. And because they're not life altering or you don't think they're life altering in that moment, you don't think about that, you're making choices. These are things you do every single day. Don't give words power to change your emotional status. Do not let words, the power, quit giving power to words to change your emotional status. That's huge. 
We'll say that one more time. <laughs> Stop giving words so much power that they control your emotions. People do it all the time. People get upset about the way I talk sometimes. Well, that has more to say about them than it does about me. You know, because I don't have any problem with the way I talk. And most of the people that I hang out with, they have no problem with the way I talk. I have Christian values. I'm more spiritual. And I, I don't do religion. I'm, I'm very much very grounded. I'm a messenger. I get messages from God to give to other people on a regular basis. But I'm me. And people that have a problem with how I talk, that's because they're giving so much power to the words that I use. And I just think they give extra excitement and extra passion to what it is that I'm talking about. That's how I see it. Anyway, I hope you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I hope that from here on out, that when you think about making your choices and decisions, you will hear me in your head and say, Tammy said, this is going to be easy. I just have to decide that it's going to be easy. And I, I cannot wait to hear the stories that come back about how magnificently your life has changed. I love you guys to the moon and back. I will put the link in my bio for, not it, yeah, I will put the link in my show notes for the choices and decisions thing that I read from earlier. If you would like to follow me on social media, uh, you can hit the hashtag Callie Tammy, C-A-L-I-T-A-M-M-Y. I will pop up across all social media. Please hit that follow button and hit share if you got something out of that. I would love to hear from you. If you are on the Anchor app, make sure that you leave me a voice message. I would love to share it in a future episode. If you are on any of the other platforms that allow you to leave a comment, please leave a comment and I will come and talk to you there. <laughs> or again, as I said, you can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and we can just get in a DM and, and have a chat anytime you're ready. You can also order my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. Go get it now. It's on Amazon. Just put Tammy Loftus in the search bar and it will pop right up. Love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you have an amazing, amazing week and I will see you soon. Bye-bye now.